Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances, well, they can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. Now, today we're going to be talking specifically about how to balance being retired and creating a legacy. One of the reasons why this is so important to me is because this goes all the way back to the great wealth transfer that we believe is happening. If you've been listening to me for any amount of time, you know that I've been talking about the fact that over the next few years, they're talking about a wealth transfer that will happen specifically for women around $30 trillion, and that's according to the McKinsey research, but they're saying overall, Overall, the huge wealth transfer, we're talking $53 trillion, give or take a few. And of course, that was created from a 2023 modern wealth survey that estimated that's what the baby boomers would be transferring. So baby boomers, that's you. And every day they said right now, 10,000 baby boomers are turning age 65. And by the time we get to 2030, all of you baby boomers will be 65 or older. And that's important to understand because you're gonna be in the throes of retirement, trying to figure it all out, figuring out what your cash flow is, enjoying life. But many of you still want to make sure you transfer to the next generation, part of that great wealth transfer we're talking about. And we need to have a balance in how that happens. Because if we get excited to be part of this wealth transfer, we retire and we start giving our money away, <clears throat> that might be awesome in the beginning, but when you move in with your kids at age 80 because you gave it all away to them and they spent it all, it may not be as fun as you imagine. So what we need to do is we need to plan accordingly. How do we plan so you can enjoy retirement? And then how do you plan so that we can have a wealth transfer that occurs? Now, one of the things that we need to do is go through the steps that are involved. And I think there's four ways that we can begin looking at that help us balance retirement and legacy. So I want to just read them to you now. And then let's take time over our program today to go through them and see if they apply in your situation. One of the things that we need to do is we need to discover your wealth potential. We're gonna dive into that one today. We need to know how much money is coming in, how much money will be going out, and then what the potential there is. Because if we can run projections, which I know compliance department, they're simply projections, but if we can see where you're headed and can understand the potential blessing, the potential resources that you have in the future, that can help us guesstimate what is the amount that you can begin transferring maybe within the first few years, maybe after 10 years of retirement. I know there's a sweet spot we like to work with. So the first thing is, let's make sure we discover your wealth potential. Now, the second area is we need to create a contingency plan. And again, we're going to dive in deeper, but I'm just giving you the list now because that contingency plan needs to deal with what ifs that happen in life. Because I don't know about you, <laughs> but for me, there are what ifs that happen and I'm like, okay, I'm glad I thought that through and I'm prepared for that. And when you get in retirement, 
It's so important as you're leading up to getting off that ramp of where you're going to work and now you're getting into the retirement lane, it's important that you begin to think through, okay, what if this happens? What's my next option? You want to know those things. Now, the third area, right, the first is discover your wealth potential. Second is create a contingency plan. The third is understanding your why. Not so much of understanding why you want to retire. I think for many, that's self-explanatory. But why do you want to leave a legacy? And what does that actually mean to you? You know, there are some clients that I have that have said, Crystal, I'm going to be mad at you if I retire and I still have money left. Now, not many of my clients are like that. Most of my clients want to leave something, leave a legacy. So we need to really discover what your why is so that we're creating a plan that's right for you. And then the fourth area is we need to identify actionable steps, right? So when we're looking at balancing retirement and balancing giving gifts to our kids, we've got to go through, I believe, these four steps, discovering wealth potential, creating a contingency plan, understanding your why, and then creating the action steps that you need to follow. And in these action steps, that actually has to do with timing. You know, a lot of times individuals are like, wow, look at the amount of resources I have as I'm heading into retirement. And they're so excited about it that they begin giving left and right and making donations. And I always say, hey, 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 let's tap the brakes, breathe. Because yes, it seems like a large sum of money that you have right now, but we need it to last maybe 20, 30, 40 years in retirement. And when you begin to put that in perspective, all of a sudden you're like, okay, this isn't this huge amount that I thought. This is literally 40 years of what I would be getting if I had a paycheck, because that's what we need to make for you. So let's start now by talking about the very first step, and that deals with discovering your wealth potential. You know, when I sit down with individuals as they're getting ready to enter that retirement lane, I talk to them about, okay, what is the amount of money that you have coming in? And by that, I'm not talking about their paychecks, right? I'm talking about what are you going to receive from Social Security? What are the pensions you have? And are your pensions set up in a way where not only pays for you, but when you pass away, is it going to be paying for your spouse? You know, there's a lot of talk there of, oh, I'm just going to get it so it pays me the highest amount, and then I'm going to go buy life insurance, and then that way, if I pass away, the life insurance will take care of my spouse. Mm, not always the case. And you know me, I'm a huge proponent on life insurance. But think about how much life insurance death benefit you'd need to have in place to be able to create a lifetime, unlimited, never run out of income stream for your spouse. Many times I'm finding that people think that, well, if I take the larger one, that difference between the larger one and what I would have gotten if I did it where it covered both of our lives, that's the amount, that little bit, that's the amount they want to use towards life insurance. And I'm thinking, oh, that may not work that way. So you want to be careful. Don't fall into the easy traps of, oh yeah, I'll just buy the life insurance. That will make up the difference. Sit down with a financial advisor and run the numbers so you know. So going back to what we were saying, we're going to count the money coming in. No longer is it going to be a paycheck. It's going to be Social Security. It's going to be pensions. 
it's going to be annuities. Maybe you have annuities that you've put in place. And remember, one of the reasons why individuals will use annuities is because they put it in place and it will give them a lifetime income stream. Now, the guarantee on that is based upon the strength of the annuity company that you're using, but it's built and designed a way to pay for your lifetime and depending upon what rider you use, it would be covering the lifetime of your spouse as well. Well, we want to know what are those fixed income streams that are coming in between pensions, social security, and annuities so that we can look at, hey, what's going out? What are the fixed expenses that are going to be going out the door? We need to know, are you paying for a mortgage? And I know a lot of people say, oh, I got to quick pay that mortgage off. Then I whew, won't have a mortgage in retirement. Of course, if your mortgage is at 2.99%, I would be wondering, why are you in a rush to do that? Because the bottom line is you're going to have to pay to live inside. So whether it's you're paying property tax, you're paying your electric, you're paying all the, these different ones, or you're also paying the mortgage, those all need to be figured in and what are the ongoing expenses going out. So once we've looked at those, and sometimes there is individuals who say, I'm going to put a part-time job right in their first few years of retirement. Once you've looked at that, then I can begin to say, okay, what's the difference between what you have coming in and what you have going out? And that difference is what we have to make up with, whether it's through the part-time job initially or whether it's through your investments. And this is an important concept for individuals to understand where we need to understand, all right, well, if I'm going to start tapping my investments, then the question is, okay, well, what investments do I tap and when? And that's more of a, a strategy that you're going to sit down with your advisor and figure that out. You know, I'm thinking of an individual right now who is entering into retirement. They have a pension. The wife has a pension, which I know is relatively, that's like the, the uh, golden egg, right? Because a lot of people don't have pensions right now. But they have pensions and they have the Social Security. But there's still an amount that's missing from their budget. So they've decided the wife uh, has a part-time job, which she loves, and that covers that missing part and pays for a few pretty nice vacations. So that's our strategy for the first two years. And then after that, we're gonna look whether we should do a Roth, we're gonna look at different components. And we can dive into that discussion later on in our program. But the point of the matter is, we need to understand what you have and how long we're going to tap into your assets and what assets you have to tap into. So your 401k, what I see a lot of people do is they'll say, oh, you know, Crystal, I'm short 2000 a month or I'm short 3000 a month by the time you figure out my pension and Social Security. I'm just going to take it from my 401k and this is how I figured out how long it will last me. I took my 401k and then I divided it by the amount I needed each month and I just did simple math. Okay. I probably wouldn't do that it that way. Several reasons, because if you have invested your 401k in the market, the chances of it remaining exactly the same over your entire retirement years is probably slim and none and slim's gone to lunch. What we want to do is we want to say, wait a minute, how do we calculate this with the cost of living in there, right? We want to have that factor in there because 
We just have to look back last year or the year before and realize what we're buying now. We're buying the same thing, but it takes so much more money to do that. So we've got to calculate in cost of living. And then we need to calculate in, is there going to be ups and downs in the markets? So for over 24 years, I have been in the financial planning industry. And when I'm looking at it, here's one thing I can say. Yes, the market has been going up and down. So we want to plan for that when we're in the future. In fact, some of our clients, what they do is on the years where the market is really good and they've gotten a really nice return, we literally will sell their gains and move it to the side. And that way, on the years when the market is down, they just pull from that and that way they're not selling at a loss. There's a lot of strategic ways that you can use your profits and position it, whether it's uh, we want to do wash sales or tax loss harvesting. There's a lot of things we can do with it. But I want to go back to what the first point is, which is calculating your wealth potential. And I'd like to take a moment to look at the computer in just a second. Of course, those of you listening on radio, I will try to walk you through this. But the reason why we need to see our wealth potential is because too many times we start retirement exuberant, excited, which is nice, but we give away money. And then in our 80s and 90s, we are dependent upon others to take care of us because we gave what we had away. Why don't we instead, it's not that we don't give it away, right? We're trying to balance retirement and legacy. We're trying to be part of this great wealth transfer and create lasting societal change in our families and ourselves and those we love but we've got to get an idea of what we have to work with. So what I'm gonna do is, in fact, first I'm gonna take a quick 60 second break and that will give those of you who are listening, if you're near a computer, you can jump onto our Crystal Clear Finances YouTube channel. First thing you should do is subscribe. And then after that, you'll be able to see us walk through the wealth and income potential illustrations we're going to use. And we'll be back in just 60 seconds with more Crystal Clear Finances. Is life insurance just about a death benefit? Or are there ways to use it while you're still alive? Well, yes, there are many strategies when it comes to life insurance, and it's key to find the one that's right for you. Join us at the Crystal Clear Finances Life Insurance Strategies Workshop on Wednesday, September 20th at 6 p.m. as we demonstrate strategies for purchasing a car, sending kids to college, investing in real estate, or creating tax-free retirement income. Learn how to use the tax advantages of life insurance while you're still alive. Join us on Wednesday, September 20th at 6 p.m. Call 518-433-7181 and register for this free life insurance strategy workshop today. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langan. Such a pleasure to be with you each and every week. I know sometimes I'm able to bring my son, George V, who we lovingly call five. He's able to join me, but today, today it's just me and you. We're gonna be able to go over how do we balance retirement and legacy planning. Now, before we do this, I do want to encourage you. On September 20th, we are having a life insurance workshop. And before you say, life insurance, why in the world do you sound so excited about it? It's because this is a workshop to actually show you 
how life insurance can work for you. How do you use that cash value to run through the numbers and say, hey, look, you can either go spend 9% or 10% on a loan, or if you're able to access cash value through a policy you have and pay 5.3%, which is the better deal? How do we begin to use life insurance like the wealthy use it? How do we use it for real estate or to put someone through college or even during your retirement years? This is a practical, hands-on. I'm going to bring some of my own policies. I'm encouraging you, if you feel comfortable, bring yours because we're going to set up tables. You can put your policy down. You can hide it if you want, but we're going to go through and be help you see this is how it works in these situations. Because I believe if you're putting life insurance policies in place, you need to have strategies on how to use them. Now, we won't be giving you specific individual advice. We will be sharing, hey, this is how I use mine. Hey, if you are thinking of buying a car or putting a child through college, this could be a way that you could use it. But again, you'll want to meet with your financial advisor or you'll want to meet with us individually to make sure we have all the pieces of the equation. So I encourage you, give our office a call at 518-433-7181. And let's talk about this uh, uh, workshop that's coming up on September 20th. Get you signed up so that you can know how to make life insurance work for you. So with that, I want to turn a, turn the channel, I should say. I guess, no, don't turn that channel. I just want to turn to our topic today. And I'm looking at my computer in front of me. And what I want to talk about is helping you realize your wealth and income potential because that is part of balancing retirement and legacy. So one of the first things that you'll see on this screen, and again, I'm walking it through for those of you who are on radio, is that uh, you need to put in an age. So I put in, let's just pick 40 years old, and I'm gonna say that you are retiring at age 66. I'm gonna say that currently right now your income is 100,000. I'm just trying to pick round numbers. And I'm gonna say that the cost of living or how you'll get raises at work will grow by 3%. And I'm gonna say, which I hope isn't true, but I'm gonna say by the age of 40, you only have $100,000 saved between what you have in savings, what you have in a Roth, a 401k, a 403b. And we're gonna say that you were able to get an average of 6% growth. So we're not going crazy. We're not saying 10 to 12% return. It's just 6%. So here's what you're going to see. As I press the button on the computer, and those of you on my YouTube channel, you can see this. It's saying that if you were age 40 and you retired at age 66 and you had $100,000 every year leading up to it and you had a current savings of $100,000, that at age 66, your income potential would be $3.8 million and your wealth potential would be $8.9. Now, that's a lot of just numbers right there. And basically what it's saying is during those 26 years when you're able to take your 100000 and if you didn't spend a penny of it, like that's really possible, but let's just pretend if you never spent a penny of it, you literally would have the potential for your account to grow to $8.9 million. Because again, Think of those, those of you who can't see the chart that's in front of us and the green lines growing up, we're talking about a 6% rate of return. So let's walk through this together because someone could say, wow, my wealth potential is $8.9 million. And if that's what they have going into retirement, they're going to give away or they may want to give away so much of their money. 
but we've got to look at the realistic portion of this. So if you're a 40 year old right now making 100,000, here's some things to think about. One of the first things out of this $8.9 million, which was the 100,000 a year left alone at 6% for 26 years, we've got to realize there's something called taxes. So two things in life that are pretty sure to happen is death, which we know. And what's the other one? You got it. Our beloved taxes, or let's just say taxes, because there's nothing to love about it. So in this example, I'm going to say that this individual has paid 35% between property tax, school tax, federal tax, state tax, and depending what state you live in, some of our sister states, they charge a, a viewing tax. I mean, there's so many different types of taxes out there. So I'm going to say 35% of that $8.9 million has to go to taxes. And if you're looking at the screen, you can see that means over $2.9 million out of your $8.9 million wealth potential is gone just like that, click of a button, done. Unless you begin to work in a way that you become tax efficient. And that is a key strategy as I work with wealthy individuals. It's really, and I know you've heard it said before, and a lot of times people say, oh, that doesn't really apply. Oh, it does. It's not necessarily how much you make, but how much you keep, which deals with how are you positioning your resources. So the next area that we want to look at when we're talking about this, this $8.9 million is how much is spent on debt services. And by debt services, I mean how much is going for your mortgage, for your car, for your credit cards, for all the different things that you got to have because Mr. Jones down the street has it, or maybe you don't like me comparing it to it, but this is the debt that you're carrying as a family. And for many people, that could be 40%. So now if I say, okay, 35% is going to taxes, which is 2.9 million, you have 5.9 million left. Now we have to spend 40% of this on debt over the course of the year. You just went down to only having $2.5 million left. That means between taxes and between what we just spent in debt services of over $3.3 million, $6.3 million of your wealth potential has instantly vanished by decisions we're making. Now, there are some places where we have to pay uh, taxes. I understand that. But there are a lot of places that we can cut back. Same thing with debt services. There are ways, hey, we have to pay to sleep inside. All right. So unless we have cash in our pocket, we're going to pay the mortgage. We understand that. But there are a lot of things like credit cards and that extra shirt or the extra watch or whatever it is that do we really need that? Those are questions we begin asking ourselves when we realize it's eating our wealth potential. Now, the last place that we want to look at deals with our lifestyle. So remember, we started with 8.9. We're now down to 2.5. And so the way that I find lifestyle, and this is a way that you can consider as well, ask yourself, how much are you saving? Because when I ask people how much are they spending on their lifestyle, they're like, oh, really not that much. And I said, oh, that's so great. So how much are you saving? <laughs> it's actually the same answer. Oh, really not that much. <laughs> so what we have to do is look at it realistically. Remember, this isn't about judging you. This isn't about, oh, I did something bad. It literally is if you have the wealth potential, which we all have, if we can streamline it and understand what are we really doing with it and make some 
changes, we can change our future, which changes our retirement and changes our ability to give. So when we're looking at this, many individuals, when it comes to lifestyle, I'm going to say it's at least 20%. It's really like with the 25% that's left over, because remember, 35% went to taxes and 40 went to def- debt services. It's usually like 25% is on lifestyle and there's nothing left for savings or there's 1%. But I'm feeling so generous today. I'm going to say, let's just say your lifestyle is 20% and you're saving 5%, which would be awesome considering the United States average. All right, so when I apply the change of that $2.5 million, you are now down to 877,000 on the day that you enter retirement. That means that in that 20 years from the time you were 40 till the time you were 66, that you made $100,000 a year, that you somehow managed to put $100,000 into some type of saving or investment vehicle, and that you're actually saving 5% right now. When we look at all of that, 8 million went to taxes, debt, and lifestyle, and you get to keep 877,000. Now, when I look at this, it shows me your wealth potential is so high, but the spending habits or the thought process in how you're stewarding and managing it could use some tweaking. Now, this is what I see a lot of times people will do. And I'm going to go back, and those of you on radio, I'll just walk it through. And I'm going to say that literally we're going to start back to where you have 8.9, and this is what the answer is. Well, Crystal. If I had 877,000, you're basing it on 6%. And I think that if we could just get a better rate of return, the sun will come out. It'll be a wonderful day in the neighborhood, right? So we've got Mr. Rogers and Annie, right, from Orphan Annie. I don't know where I'm getting my songs from today, but I do know where I'm getting my numbers. Because if you'll follow me and I go down here and I say, hey, listen, I'd like to say that we actually can get a 10% rate of return. Or let's just live outside the box. And compliance department who monitors this, please know I'm not recommending or saying that there is a, an investment that will give us 12% a year forever. So if I just apply that changes, then that should make everything better, right? Well, let's take a look at it. Now, if you literally were getting 12%, it means you'd make $22 million over the course of the lifetime. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? But now let me quick stick in my 35% for taxes. Oy vey. And then let me put in the 40% that we had for debt services. And then the 20% that we had for lifestyle. And when I apply all the changes, the good news is now instead of having 877000 when you enter retirement, you've got $2.9 million. You think, problem solved. The thing I would caution you here is to look at the number next to it. It literally says you spent $19 million over that 26 years. And yes, yes, you have 2.9, but are you going to make the 2.9 last for the next 20, 30, or 40 years when it took you 19 just to get to retirement? See, we've been sold a bill of goods that it's the rate of return that helps us to have a a happy retirement or a profitable retirement. It's, well, if I can just get a good rate of return, but it's really about stewardship. 
And that's why it's so important when we're talking about this, when we say, listen, you want to balance retirement and you want to balance giving, well, then the first thing we need to do is back the train up and say, well, what am I doing with my taxes? How can I invest it in a different way? And what I'd like to do is on the next program when we're together, I wanna give you an example showing what if we went back to the 6% return? What if in that point we said, all right, let's do the 6% return, but what if in working together we were able to reduce taxes to the 25%? And what if debt services, we learn to buy our vehicles and our houses and our purchases through a different way, and we got that down to maybe 20%. And what if we were actually saving 25%? What would it look like then? Those are things we want to talk about. So I want to encourage you as we draw to the end of the close today. I know we were talking about defining your wealth potential, creating a contingency plan, understanding your why, and identifying actionable items for retirement. We're still on that train. But today, today we were discovering your wealth potential. And I would encourage you to call your financial advisor or give us a call at 518 433-7181. Schedule a free initial consultation. Let's go over, find out what your wealth potential is and what are the steps so that you can save and keep more of what you're making so you're truly ready to enter into retirement and to give. So join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and Alpha Star are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.